Yo, we're back. It's about fucking time. Facts. It's a true story. To find out what happens. What happens? When people stop being polite. Start getting... Yo, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I want to welcome everybody to another episode of The Real World. Um, in short, I'm probably going to put out two episodes this week. I had a really good episode that I queued up last week, but I got my man Darren back in the building. Yo, what's good? So, we had had this episode planned for a minute that we wanted to do. Uh, we both love music. I think our music episodes are always dope. But I got into the booth today and decided that I didn't want to do any of that. Um... Not because I don't love that or like the music I'm listening to. I got a couple tracks I'm going to probably share with him off air just so we can rap about it. But I wanted to just talk about some stuff that happened with life. Um, last week, uh, a huge thing happened. A lot of people spoke about it. Nike decided to build a, a campaign around Colin Kaepernick and his activism. And even though they didn't necessarily touch on his activism, I feel like they're certainly capitalizing on it. Um, you got any thoughts about that? Now, when you say capitalizing, what do you mean? You mean just because of the whole, their marketing? So, currently their stock price is up a lot. Right, I um, saw that. I want to say their sales specifically within the last weekend were up something weird, like 200%. So they're clearly selling a lot of merchandise based on people's perceived, uh, we'll call it support of the message. Right. I don't think that they necessarily support the message as much as they find great ways to market people. So it was more strategic. Oh, I definitely think that. Right. Okay. Nike's that company that's always been, in terms of a, a marketing and strategy company, they're probably the best in the world. When Kobe was going through his thing, Nike still brought out and came out with the Kobe line. That's true. Um, when Tiger Woods went through his thing, Nike still was Tiger Woods. Like, you know, they still were representing Tiger Woods. There's so many times and chances where we've seen these weird things happen. Nike lays low for a little bit. They come out and then they pop. Look at Lance Armstrong. They got him the entire fuck out the park, but you're still seeing people with those yellow um, Live Strong bands. Right. Like, that's still a very real thing. So because Nike is able to kind of move in a way where they kind of distance themselves from a lot of kind of negative attention i think this is another case probably so but I, I still think it's a risk you really don't know what you know could happen if they i mean people are still they're burning shoes so it's like yo people are burning nike air monarchs b like the original dad sneaker i don't give a fuck if you burn that and i'm probably here's why i'm hyped up that shoe is 85 dollars. i want to see a nigga burn a pair of jordans I want to see somebody burn one of those LeBron watch sneakers. But really, does it make a difference? SB dunks. I want to see you get rid of something that's really something. That's great. valuable. I got you. But I'm saying, should it matter if they already bought it? I mean, clearly you supported Nike. I mean, by you, you, you burning your own stuff at this point. Nike doesn't own it. You own it now. Oh, I agree. They already got the money. Right. So what's the point? You're going to burn your own stuff to make a point? What, what point are you proving? That's part of why I have a, a big issue with it. Um... Here was something I decided to do, right? I followed the Nash, the, the hashtag last week. I want to say it was like burn Nike or something. Right. There was a lot of people that were really upset based on Nike's support of Colin. 
uh, ended up coming across this guy. Um, I can't remember his name, and I probably should look through it on Twitter. But he basically said something to the effect of he didn't want to support Nike because what he thought uh, Colin's message was was very disrespectful. So I sent him a real non-threatening message. Um, And basically, I thought... I want to just understand why you feel that way. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying that you're racist. I'm not saying that you're anything. But as a person who sees the other side, I want to get to the bottom of why you feel as strong as you do. So, me and my man was rapping. Um, We had a a nice conversation via DM on on Twitter. Okay. And a lot of his, his statements stood around. It's not that he thinks that his message is bad or that he wants black people to not get equal rights from the police. He fully expects that people should have a better way of protesting things. And, you know, he brought up MLK. When he brings up Martin Luther King, he's just like, you know, like MLK was really respectful. That's why he had the nonviolent protest and the movement. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Here's the thing. And I don't know if you're aware of this. Most people didn't like MLK back in the day. Right. White people, black people, most people thought that he was rocking the boat. And a lot of people were happy with the progress that they made previous to that point. They were just happy that the Klan wasn't coming around lynching people and burning shit the fuck up. So anything that he did was looked at in this way that was really negative. This is somebody who lost his life in fight of like, at the time, it wasn't even just necessarily racial equality. He wanted economic freedom for everybody. He wanted to pull people out of the poverty. That was the next big thing coming. Right. And so... When you have these things, you can't say that that's respectful. Our idea of what he is now is a completely different thing than how people felt about him in the 1960s. We've kind of lifted him to the saint level where MLK can do no wrong. And I'm not here to, you know, kind of denigrate his character, but certainly we look at him as like a deity. He's like a god. So I made the the, the other comparison to him that think about how people treated Muhammad Ali when he said that he wouldn't go to war right. in Vietnam. People wanted to say that your name's not Muhammad Ali, your cash is clay. Right. A lot of people at the time, you know, he was unable to fight and earn a living, traditionally speaking, based on that. And these are things that people thought, again, were very disrespectful to the country. But by the time Muhammad Ali's life ended, he was probably the most revered athlete, probably in the history of America. If it's, you know, I don't think Agreed. it's a stretch to say that. And so... When we get the chance to take take a look and you see the lens that we're looking through things, at the time, a lot of things can seem crazy or, th- or seem just wrong or out there. But once we're able to really look at it 20 years later, you can clearly see what the right side of history is. Everybody sees that what Colin Kaepernick was doing is going to be something on the right side of history. I think Nike is just getting on board with that. Like any other person that's smart. A lot of companies are forward thinking. Nike does this. Levi's comes out and basically says to another uh, group, hey, we're going to support groups to fight against um, or fight for gun control. Because at this point, we really feel like there's so much violence, we can no longer sit back and support this stuff. I don't see white people going in and like burning Levi's. People still wearing that. What do people wear now? Uh, 512s, 510s, 511s? Like what? Like people ain't letting like burn the nose up, but guns are something that people hold tighter to their skin than like I would think their hate for Colin Kaepernick and nobody's talking about that. Well, I think the problem is certain things are peaceful and certain things aren't. 
and there's no aggression in what he did. So if you're going back and forth with a guy and you're talking about a peaceful protest, how what's not peaceful about a man kneeling down? He didn't come out his mouth and say, oh, I hate this crowd. I hate this crowd. He says, I don't like what, you know, what's going on in the, in the community. I'm going to take a stand. But at the end of the day, he's kneeling at a football game. He's not smacking anybody. There's no aggression there. I think you remember he originally started by stand or by sitting down and he right. was sitting on the bench. Okay. He had a conversation with a gentleman by the name of Nate Boyer. Nate was former. Is that Navy okay? Seal. I remember. Yeah, okay. Was he the Navy Seal of Green Beret? But he was special forces. Right, right. I remember that. Played and he had NFL no problem with it. I remember yeah, that. Played in right. the NFL for a minute. He's the person that told Colin that he should kneel because kneeling would be a sign of respect. People kneel when they go to church. Right. People kneel at all of these various like uh, rituals and institutions as a sign of respect. And because of that, he thought that that would be the appropriate way for him to handle that. And still show that he wasn't happy with where the country was. Right. And this is what we're talking about now. Where the president is telling people like, nah. Ratings are down on the NFL because people are kneeling. Make people stand for our flag. That's still an issue to him. And I don't like talking about him. But that just goes to show you how it's maddening to mean how people well, are I mean, behind us. It, it went from different things. I mean, it went from, from kneeling. Well, it went from standing. I mean, we're sitting down. Then kneeling. And then... Uh, you know, black players would, would you know would raise their fists, or you know locked arms, or to me it's all still peaceful because nobody's you know not retaliating with physical you know anything physical. So as long as they're not doing that, I mean you can do whatever you want to do. My whole thing is once they got so deep with the NFL and the president. Joining in, I mean, for one, just run a damn country. I mean, if you watch football, watch it. Who cares about that? That's not, I mean, I think you're entitled to stand or not stand. I mean, that's just. But does the standing or not standing apply to people that are watching the game? Because I know that they don't stop people from buying stuff at the concession stands when the national anthem's going. Right. I know that, take that you down. know, uh, people, if you need to do something, people are still doing that. People are on their phones. They're literally doing what they got to do. And we don't necessarily talk about that. So while we're so busy worried about who's disrespecting the flag or the anthem, why is that a thing? When it's clear, capitalism reigns supreme. We will do anything in the sake of making money. Now, if you told me that the national anthem comes on, I can't hide my transactions. I got to get out of line. I got to stand to attention. I'll probably tell you that I live in China or like Russia or something. But here, nobody stops when that when that comes on. Like, Certainly people do try to be respectful to it, but it ain't like it's stopping the money from going. Like if you were drinking your beer, you're probably still drinking your beer at the game. Right. Yeah, you're right about that. Um something else that grinds my gears. Um, I guess this is that kind of episode. Shout out to Peter Griffin. Um as somebody that watches a lot of TV, well I won't say a lot, but I watch the same type of shows that a lot of us watch. Right. Uh it's one of those things where we watch TV so we can kind of have stuff to talk about in our group chats or when we sit down and we rap, when we're not on the basketball court, whatever it is, it's usually just something to talk about. At this point in my life, I feel like I'm really tired of people overanalyzing certain things. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I'm going to point to Insecure. Uh, it was an episode last season. My man Lawrence had the threesome with the two girls in the room. It was a fake outrage for a moment. Oh my God, 
Lawrence isn't using a condom. He's not practicing safe sex. First of all, it's a TV show. This isn't real life. They're not actually fucking. One. There's the same, I'll say a, a recurring theme was Issa and my man get it on in the, uh, the Ferris wheel. Same situation. There are no condoms shown. People are outraged. I hate that black people specifically have to worry about because there's such a lack of black entertainment or black sitcoms or black anything that any shows that they have now have to speak to all of black people or paint black people specifically in a certain light instead of just being able to tell a story or being able to share their art. I didn't look at that and I said like, oh, he's smashing my man raw. Right. It's not where my mind thought. It's TV. She's not having sex with him at all is what's really happening. So there's no portrayal of that for having raw sex. And I don't care either way. Why is it the thing right now where we have to analyze stuff like this? I think when we watch TV, well, first of all, when I saw that, I didn't think like, oh, dude strapped up. I mean, first of all, it's, it's rare that they just show a condom on TV like, hey, I got my condom, like, blah, blah, blah. But one, it could also make for the storyline because if you assume that Issa and dude didn't use a condom and then, let's say, three episodes later and she's magically pregnant, then you'd be like, oh, well, I guess that shit happened on the damn first with. You know what I mean? Right. So I, don't, I think we as people, we as black people, once we when we watch these shows, we kind of we kind of can overdo it sometimes. We forget that, you know, that it's just a show. We, you know, we get in tune or we, we, we try to become the character. Be like, oh, why she do that or why he do that? It's still just TV. It's, in, it's for entertainment purposes. So while I get that, I mean, also you have to look at maybe they're like, all right, well, with, you know, STDs or, you know, maybe the HIV rate being high in the black community, then maybe on the show they should promote safe sex. Maybe that might be what people are outraged about. But still, at the end of the day, it's entertainment and it's TV. So it's kind of like, you know. Yo, something made for grownups. And I'm not going to say right. teenagers don't watch it. You know how much shit that happened or that I saw as a kid that I shouldn't have seen? And my mom was like, look at it and don't do it. If that was the case, I would have probably blown somebody's head the fuck off because my favorite movie was Beverly Hills Cop. And I swore I wanted to have guns like Billy. <laughs> but I didn't. So, like, nobody needed to tell me, like, yo, don't be like the cops. Don't go yeah. shooting up stuff. Don't get a rocket launcher and shoot it into the back of a, a a pickup truck or whatever Billy shot. Like, we don't, like, what is this that we actually expect people to do this? Well, yeah, I mean, cer- certain stuff is not, it's self-explanatory. I don't assume that, you know, just because you see Easton do use a condom that you're going to use one when it's time for you to do whatever you about to do with whoever you with. Fact. So, I'm not sure why people are... are whether they want to see it or whether they wouldn't want to see it. I'm just saying, I never really see people on TV be like, oh, yeah, uh, I got this card and they wave it around. In my wallet. I can name three movies specifically where I can think about condom use. I just pulled out a line from House Party 1 when Kit, when uh, Sydney was like, yo, so do you got a, you know, he was like, what you call it in my wallet? What we used to say when we were corny back then as kids, and he pulls out the old rubber that doesn't work out of his drink, so it's like this ain't going down. Right. That was a that was a plot point that they made. That I remember and knocked up. My man takes the condom, 
Oh, don't worry about it. He throws it to the side. That then becomes a device of why she gets pregnant in the first place off of a one night stand. Right. The last being, uh, what's the um, movie? 40 year old virgin. When Steve Carell's character didn't know what he was doing, so he put the joint on his head and was doing all types of crazy stuff, it was a plot device. No one that I've ever seen in the history of television or movies has used a condom as anything other than a plot device. So why are we making it that deep? Nah, you, you're right about that. That's what they use it for. I it's mean, just a plot device. It's just a, something that we could do with the story. So you're right. Because for real, you'll watch, you know, you'll watch TV, whether it be... Even if we watching Power, when if you, I mean, they go, get it in. Yeah, go see Smash, Smash and Angela and and uh and and Silver was doing whatever with uh with Tasha and whoever was doing with whoever and Tommy and 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 Keisha whoever was doing whatever. When have you seen somebody say, "Oh yeah, let me let me go ahead and strap up"? You, you never don't. hear that. That's not what they do. Like I'm pretty sure when Go Smash, uh, what's what's her name, Garcelle Beauvais, I didn't see a condom come out. I'm sorry. I don't remember the outrage that I heard based on Insecure, and I get it. Black people think of Insecure as high television. Right. This is very dear to us. This is a very black show. I get it. The music is dope. Shout out to Raphael Sadiq. Everybody digs the story, whether women are team Eason, men are team Lawrence. Like, we find these reasons for why we love it, but why can't we just enjoy it? And that's, I guess, what my overarching point is. Like, I just want us to enjoy it. Like, at a certain point, some stuff isn't that deep. I feel like somebody's going to listen to this show, want to criticize me based on the stuff that I said and the points that I made. And that's your right to do that. But just enjoy the content or don't. That's at all it point, is. stop doing At the end shit. of the day, you can't pick apart everything that you see on TV. You could watch 100 shows in which they have sex in every show out of, out of 100. And you might not hear anybody say anything about a con at all. And that doesn't mean that they're, they're not using one or portraying to use one. They're just not flashing it in a damn screen. Talk about pregnancy on Team Mom, B. Get that shit off of MTV. Facts. Like, how about that? That's what we could do. But yeah. instead, we choose to do it with other stuff. So, again, I feel like I... <laughs> those are some rants that I had in me that I wanted to get rid of. Um, Just some of the stuff that I felt like that was really going on that just bothered me. And I guess actually kept me from wanting to record something like that would have been way doper than this. My bad. Like seriously, yeah. Like, no, nah, I, I, I mean, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> I guess I'm I'm on like one of my button tips where it's just like I need a second to just just rant about some shit. Nah, we'll get we'll, we can get to the music any day. That's hey man. Um, anything on your mind that you want to share before we get out of here? Nah, man. Uh, like I said, when we watch TV. We just have to remember it's entertainment. Cause I did see some of the backlash, you know, that you that you saw a little bit. So I'm like, why is people even saying stuff like that? Like that that's crazy. So it's yeah, a little weird, man. I was more excited just to see Lawrence. So was I. It's facts. gonna be a Lawrence centric episode next week. I ain't been so excited to turn in for a minute. Yeah, bro. I was getting a little tired of uh seeing Issa just Oh man, I, I was over it. Like, I was, I was almost over the show. Yeah, like I, I didn't want to see the women in uh, Coachella with Beyonce. Love Beyonce. Please hop, don't kill me. But I didn't want to see that. I'm glad my man Lawrence is back. We can see what he's been doing over this however long yeah. period. Yeah, these yeah where's Bank Shorty? Bring her back too. Oh, no, that's a wrap for her. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I she just... got she got knocked up by the dude that's on the show. A word? Yeah, so like, oh, yeah, in she's real life? Coming back. Yeah, in real life. Dang. Love uh, you, motherfucker. Dro. Dro knocked her up. Dro knocked her up? In real life. 
Oh shit! Yeah, okay. I didn't know that. When you go down these like rabbit holes on Twitter, just finding out stuff, you you find out a lot of shit, bro. Damn. As I'm looking for content, yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's why she'll never come back. That's, that's crazy. Shit. But yeah, Drew's still on the show. Well, he was in. Yeah, he's not pregnant. Days. Like she's super pregnant. Oh, oh, oh where? Okay, yeah, she's she, super pregnant. She's about to drop out. Okay. Yeah. Well. Um, I don't know what episode this is, uh, but I do know that it's gonna come out um on a Tuesday. Just because there was some shit that I wanted to say. Hey man, until next time. Thank you to all my listeners. I want to thank my man Darren. Always. Um, rappers on a ball, ball players on a rap. I just want a podcast. This is Darrell, and we out. Peace. <laughs>